Hey friends, it's your girl Britt and Joy Jolene. Welcome to Back to Her. If you aspire to heal, evolve, or revolutionize, this podcast is for you. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. Let's get it. Hey friends, so what the Back to Her family decided to do is to give you guys some life updates and just get y'all hip to what we've been doing, what we're up to, what's going on in our lives, what's changing, what's evolving, and all that good stuff. So yeah, what's going on, Britt? What's the updates? Oh Lord, oh my God. (laughs) So for me, my life has been crazy. Like starting from twenty twenty, um, the beginning like January one to now, mm-hmm. it has been nuts. I don't even know where to start. But um I have been without a job for the last three months and I recently just got hired um for a new position where I'm happy with the pay and I'll be a supervisor. So that's really exciting and refreshing, especially after going like pretty much three months without working. Yeah. Um I'm also right now four weeks into my fast, so I've been four weeks without social media, although I have, like, cheated one day, um, but for the most part, I've been four months without social, I'm four weeks without social media and four weeks without me, yes. which was, like, this, it's That's definitely, amazing. like, a, a good feeling in my body, like, I do want a Chick-fil-A sandwich, spicy chicken with ranch, <laughs> but um, I feel good, like, I feel like my body just kind of needed, just like a refresher kind of to like get all of that out Mm. um but through my fast and this is actually my second fast of the year Mm -hmm. um I feel like I've really been learning a lot about myself and I think that God has really been showing me things that them within my life that will no longer work Mm, and I think that I have like like God is like calling me to this higher frequency but because of like my lack of discipline and my lack of self-control, I'm having a hard time kind of like tapping into that next dimension. Mm-hmm. So I think that God is really showing me like the areas of my life that really need help, which is like discipline and um, self-control. Like, I think I really lack that. Um, and so, yeah, I really need to work on that. So I just got like a credit card. So I feel like that's going to be something that like will help me with building my self-control. Um, and then like as of right now, like my lease is up in May at the end of May. So like, as of right now, I'm going to be getting my own place. So like the importance of saving my money and you know, all of those things are really important right now for me Mm -hmm. because I'm really trying to, you know, level up. I started looking into grad school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I found a program that I really like, I'm in the process and I'm trying to like, Oh, girl, I'm trying to, like, mentally prepare myself that law school might also be the next step. Yep, yep. So I'm kind of, like, really, really scared. But I'm, like, like last last night I was, like, so is it that you don't want to do it or you're scared? And I'm, like, I'm scared. And I'm, like, fear shouldn't mm-hmm. hold me back. So I'm kind of in that space. So I'm still kind of, in a sense, in a tight spot. Like, I'm not, like, oh, this is my winning season. But, I mean, amazing things are happening. Um, I feel like the coronavirus definitely shook some things up for me because yeah. I feel like I was like in a down space for a few months and I feel like I finally started kind of getting back on my feet like I had this part-time job um you know and like that was cool and I was like I just started like moving I was going to the gym like I started yeah. my fast like I, I feel like I started to kind of get out of the funk that I was in and like everything started rolling but then like the coronavirus hit and it was just kind of like Okay, like, and I think that also kind of made me reevaluate a lot of things within my life as far as my spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, some people were like, oh my God, like, is the world ending? Or in a sense, it kind of feels that way. Yeah. But, like, it made me realize, like, dang, if the world was to end today or tomorrow, would I make it to heaven? You know, based mm-hmm. on what I have done this far. And, like, I seen this um, Bible verse in, I believe it was Second Chronicles. I don't know, like, the verse number, but it was in Second Chronicles. And it was basically saying, like, when he sends a plague or epidemic on his people, like, this is the time for you to repent for your sins. And, um, like, he will make the land prosperous again. And so i just been kind of, like, I've just been realizing, like, dang, like, I have so much to repent for. And, like, my prayer life is at, like, a 30% when it needs to be on a 
at least a 70, 85, 90%, you know? So while like I hate that this is happening, I feel like I needed this time because it really sat me down and made me realize a lot. And also made me realize how much like the importance of in expecting the unexpected, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that throws you off a lot. But also with expecting the unexpected, also knowing that we're not in control. Yeah. Like, you know, and like we have this illusion of control, but really, truly, we don't. So that's kind of where I'm at in my life. What about mm. you? Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Um. So I'm going to approach it from like, because I know there's so much going on, so I'm going to put it into categories so mentally spiritually emotionally Mm -hmm. physically so mentally um my update is i've been starting to um literally recently get into the books again and because i felt like i went on a little break or like i busied myself up so much that i forgot that i need to like invest into myself mentally i need to read these books i need to like make sure i'm meditating and praying and just making time for me so that's what's been going on mentally um just getting back into my books mentally trying to isolate myself from like this fear-based system of oh my gosh it's a virus going on i'm just trying to breathe and like not overreact too much so that i'm not stressing myself out because i have found myself especially when it just like like everybody knows when that when all the information was just pushed like boom okay we're increasing with cases every day every day every day and so I literally started to get stressed out because I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel the entire world's like stress and pain and fear. Mm-hmm. And so this is not a good feeling because now I'm especially being forced to sit in the house as well. Um, it's just it's taking a toll on me mentally just because I know people are hurting. Like people are actually dying from this. People are actually experiencing having the virus like um, my boyfriend was telling me a story how a some sports player's grandma got it and she went into a coma. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I heard she went into a coma. So I don't know the details of exactly how, but I know people can be so stressed out of knowing, like, feeling like an outcast, like, oh, my gosh, I have this, and could have a huge panic attack or, like, anything can happen because it's so, like, stressful and noticing that or learning that you have it as well could just take a toll on your body. Mm-hmm. And... um fear and and being afraid and stress is also what could lead to a weakened immune system and so what I'm learning to do is just like kind of like just not feeding into the fear but feeding into the fact that okay this is a time like you said to take care of my mental to take care of my prayer life to take care of my physical body and to make sure I'm good um, and to stop and pause and reflect on what's going on in my life and what can be improved upon. So mentally, um, I, I appreciate this in a sense because it's giving me time to like reflect and see mm. and just slow down right. and have time to slow down because that's rare, especially in the United States. We are always working. We're always moving. And so it's just weird going outside and there's nobody outside. It's, mm-hmm. Especially I live next to the mall. So literally, seeing oh, and the mall's closed down. The mall's right. closed down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's different. I would say, um, yeah, that's me mentally, physically. Um, I've been losing weight. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell, especially in my thigh area, which I didn't want, but it's all good. Um, I think that's also because kind of a little stress and mm-hmm. kind of a little like, I don't know. I don't eat as much anymore. And I want to eat more healthy things, which I think speeds up my metabolism. Um, especially like you, for example, not eating meat. Like, that's definitely helping as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, physically, I would say also just trying to work out in the house. I've been doing home workouts, um, trying to do yoga more. I want to start doing that every evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, physically, I've been making sure I've been drinking my teas, my herbal teas. Shout out to Full Blends. I'm going to eat order the sea capsules today. Um, the C elements and um, drinking my teas, drinking smoothies every day. I've been making sure that I'm, um, what's it called? Like vaporing, I guess you can say. Like basically steaming, where um, I'm breathing in a oil, like a herbal oil yeah. that um, I got like from a diffuser. Kind of like a diffuser, but I just do it on the pot. Like mm-hmm. I boil water, pour the water in the um, cup, put the oil in there and just breathe it in and mm-hmm. it helps with my immune system and mm-hmm. respiratory system. 
Um, so I've been doing stuff like that. And where are we spiritually? Um, spiritually, I think, like you said, God is calling me to be more grounded. And I mentioned this on my story a while back where I was like, I mentioned how I felt my ancestors were calling me to do more prayer and calling me to do more meditation, which I think is needed for all of us to do right now because the world is in such a panic Mm -hmm. and the world, like literally the world all around the world, people are stressed out. People are fearful. People are losing their jobs. They're losing money. They have kids. They have rent. They have bills. Like, just think of all of that stress and think about how it's important for us to really pray right now mm-hmm. and, like, really try to keep, you know, good vibes in a high frequency mm-hmm. and um, just to stay positive as much as we can and encourage people and teach people as much as we can so that we kind of limit eliminate that amount of fear that's taking up such a huge cloud and all that darkness um, so just doing what I can to make sure I'm positive and helping people out by any means. Um, and yeah, what are, where am I? Spiritually and emotionally. Immers- emotionally, I'm okay. I mean, sitting in the house gets boring, but emotionally, I'm okay. I feel like also this coronavirus situation monetarily um, is taking a toll on all of us, especially I'm in the law field, so... A lot of jobs are working remote and they're like on a hiring freeze and they're actually like letting people go as well because yeah. they're cutting budgets. If they're not bringing money. Praying for everybody that, yeah, you know, lost yeah, their job yeah, their situation. Seriously, because I know like, for example, the law firm I used to work at, like we're an auto injury law firm. If nobody's on the roads, who's getting into accidents? Mm-hmm. How are they making their money? Mm-hmm. And so, and another part part of it is workers' compensation, which was another job that um, I was waiting to hear from as well. And who's getting hurt if they're not going to work? Right. And so, these businesses are losing money, which ultimately in the law field, it hurts me. Um, but it's also, like you said, it's allowing me to see that we're not in control of yeah. a lot of things. And that I would need a job that's more tangible to sustain me long term so Mm -hmm. for example these online businesses are actually thriving they're doing pretty good because now people have no choice but to be on their phones Mm -hmm. and so um it's making me just think of something more sustainable to where in the future my job wouldn't be able to be taken away yeah um so yeah it makes it it encourages me to want to work for myself even more and yeah you know just continue to find digital platforms to make money because these physical ones either going to going to be taken away by robots or um like we said through crisis like right. anything could happen right yeah. so that's my update so yeah that's our updates and we're going to start giving you updates monthly so yes. without further ado we will get into a quick ad and then we'll get into the episode bye guys all right so today we are gonna talk about sex yes let's get into it sex 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 okay <laughs> so you, you, what do you think when you think of sex or sex like what sex? comes to mind yeah okay Ooh, bear with us y'all <laughs> but when i think about sex i think about pleasure I think about satisfaction. I think about healing. Mm. And for some reason, I also think about trauma. Um, And I say trauma because a lot of the times our sexual experiences from like being young all the way up until now, it's always, not always, but sometimes it's some type of trauma that's connected to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that's, you know, through molestation or rape or... um, like being exposed to sex before we were mentally ready and capable or before we even should be even exposed to that. And so I also think about that and I think about just love and this vibrant energy of connectedness and being able to have trust in that person that you're involved with sexually. And I think of it as like being sacred, mm. a very sacred practice Not that not everybody should be um, blessed with having that experience with you unless they are, you know, on your level or unless they are sexually mature. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that that's all that comes to mind. And 
I think that's it. Yeah. I'm actually happy to, like, talk about sex because I, um, I was listening. I know I referenced this before. Um, Michael Todd did this podcast, not a podcast, but, like, a series about relationships. And he mm. really gave me, like, a whole different, um, kind of mindset towards sex. And in the, it was, like, a relationship series, mainly talking about relationships. But he did, like, two different sermons about mm. sex in itself. And he was just saying how, like, sex is something that... I think it's, like, a topic that's kind of frowned upon. Like, it's, like... Especially in that case, like he's talking about it in church. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, like... And he was, like, you know, God created sex. So, why are we... You know, like, we don't have to stray away from it. It's just about how we're doing it. So, mm-hmm. it made me be, like... To think that God created sex is like, woo, like, thank you. <laughs> but but no, real, it's but. still just like, you know, like, so after hearing that that um, relationship series, it made me tell myself I'm going to be abstinent. Mm-hmm. And this is actually like my second time practicing abstinence. Um, so the first time I was abstinent for four years and 11 months. Bless your heart. Child. And like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so like for that for me was like so okay so i actually started having sex at a really young age if i'm mm-hmm. being honest mm-hmm. i started having sex i'm embarrassed but i started having sex when i was 13 yeah so I was around that age too. yeah like i think yeah. it's like a i think it's i don't want to say i wish like they can talk back to us and be like okay friends like when did y'all lose your virginity but right. i think it's like comment on our post below when y'all see this right <laughs> <laughs> but i think people like i think I've come in contact with a lot of people who've had sex around that age, like 13, 14, because that's like end of middle school, beginning of high school. Mm -hmm. But now as an adult, looking back, I'm like 13 is way too young to be having sex, especially with me working in a middle school and like coming in contact with those eighth graders. I was just like, to think about them having sex at that age is like, y'all are nowhere near ready. ready. So for me, like I said, I did start having sex at a um, young age. And when I was, so I went through the situation where basically I had caught an STD. Mm. And um, I was, the first time, I actually caught it twice. Mm-hmm. So the first time I caught it, it was like the freshman year of high school. And pretty much like, it was just like, what the heck? But I was so young that I didn't even process, like I have an STD. Like I remember like the doctor calling me and being like, you have a sexually transmitted disease. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. a sexually transmitted disease. Like, I didn't even process, oh, that's an STD. Like, that's how young and immature I was, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first time it was like, oh, my God, like, okay, like, I have an STD. Like, let me take my medicine and get rid of it. Like, you know, or thank God I can get rid of it type of thing. Not really processing, like, oh, my God, he transmitted something to me. Yes. And then shortly after, I had caught it again from another guy. But this time around, he was basically like, bitch, I ain't give you that shit, girl. Wait, was this high school? Yeah, it was high school. I believe it was in like 10th grade. Was he older than you? No, maybe like by a year, but not much. But he was like, bitch, I ain't give you that. Like, fuck is wrong with you? Um, Now you owe me neck. Like, yo, really being so disrespectful. So I think at that point, then it really hit me. Because, you know, I'm a little older. Like, I have a more understanding of, like, what it means to actually have an STD. And then it's like, you're literally degrading me. Like, you're, like, at that point, I was hurt. So it was just like, then I was reflecting. I'm just like, son, like, what am I doing? I probably was about, what, like, 15 at the time, 15, 16. I'm like, I'm 15 or 16, however old I was. I'm young, like, mm-hmm. this is my second time getting an STD. Like, I don't even really know what I'm doing. And, like, my self-esteem was so freaking low at that time. And that's at a time in my life, like, I hated myself. Like, you know, like, I didn't have no sense of self-love or anything. So, it was like, I already felt that way about myself. And now this boy that I really, really like, you know, um, is doing this to me, then I was just like, heck no. And so, from there, I was like, you know what, I'm going to wait to marriage. And, like, I just, like, with time, like, it was, like, four years. Like, I just went. Four years and 11 months. I, I was, like, days away. Like, That's maybe, cool. like, 20 days away from him in five years. But basically, it was just, like, um, like you know, I'm a wait to marriage. Like, I don't want to do this. And, like, the more, the longer that I did it, the longer it was, like, okay, no. Like, my body is sacred. Like, I don't want no one entering me. Like, I had more of, like, a spiritual and moral mm-hmm. um reasoning behind it as time went on but then like i said for me like i started having sex early so with time um i think i might have been the first the first one out of my friends to lose my virginity 
maybe, mm-hmm. or like the first or second ones. But like, you know, with time now, we're like seniors in high school. So now at this point, everybody's having sex or everybody didn't just lost their religionity. Mm-hmm. So I feel like then I was in college. So with that, it was just like, okay, now everyone is having sex. Literally. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's not a no question. Like if you come across contact with a virgin, it's like, oh my God, oh, this yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Like, but it was like, everybody's having sex. So it's a whole bunch of sex talk and a whole bunch of like, you know, at first I was like good with it. But then with time, it was just like, oh, uh, bruh. It's tough. You know, and then like I felt like I started getting to a point like my body wanted sex at that point. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, you know, I'm growing more into myself as a woman. Like I'm transitioning from being a young a young woman like a young lady or a young girl to like a young mm. woman you know so it's like my body has like needs and like girl I end up having sex and I was so scared at first because I was like my biggest thing is like the thing that I loved about my celibacy journey was that I found myself and yeah. I feel like I was nervous to start having sex again because I didn't I was nervous to start having sex again because I didn't want to lose myself in sex. Especially, that was something that broke me, you know? But when I did start having sex again, it was like, okay, um, like, wow. Like, I was able to be like, wow, I really found myself. I really, you know, actually know myself. Like, all those broken pieces that were a part of me are no longer there no more. So, I was okay with, like, continuing to have sex. Um, And then, yeah, so, you know, with time, I was having sex. And just, you know, it was regular, like, and... um. I will get in some more details as far as that, as the deeper we go into the episode. But just as far as like celibacy and abstinence, like once I heard the sermon and it just made me like, you know, like I had took a step back. I think I talked about this. Well, I don't know if I talked about this on um, on a podcast yet, but like I took a step back to just be, um, have a self-esteem journey because Mm -hmm. I noticed within the time that my self-esteem still had been low. And so it was just like, I committed to being single and like with, committing to being single and like boosting my self-esteem then it came with like okay so like now I love myself in this light or I see myself in this heart like why am I allowing these men to just penetrate me and half the guys I've had sex with you know unfortunately are not guys I'm happy with or like yeah. you know I could look back to maybe one or two people and be like okay like you know we had sex and I'm okay with it versus everyone else is just like why would I even st- stoop that low you know and then like with that and then coming in contact with the relationship series it just made me be like you know what like I'm back so I think at this part is like h- harder than it was when I was younger because now like you know I've experienced having an orgasm and like yeah. now I know as a woman how to please myself and like my sexual intelligence is high Higher than it was mm-hmm. then so it's harder now to just be like oh my god like i'm asking like i have a thought every other second like fuck this shit i'm, I'm going <laughs> back but you know i'm trying to stay strong for it so yeah, yeah. that's kind of where i'm at with like sex right now oh so as for me um i've kind of always been a relationship person mm-hmm. and i read on my zodiac Y'all, I did my whole entire what's it called? The natal my chart. My whole natal chart, mm-hmm. yeah. And I learned that that's just the type of person I am. Like naturally, for mm-hmm. some odd reason, not and it's not really odd, but um, I kind of like I love relationships because, for one, I have somebody on my team that's directly there with mm-hmm. me that helps motivate me. That you know, if they're on the right track, which if I allow somebody to be my boyfriend, then of course they will be. Um, they support me a lot. And so on the other hand, on the other hand, like I enjoy being there with someone. I enjoy just giving my focus on one person at a time. Um, and I enjoy just having that relationship of having like a best friend that's also your partner. Mm -hmm. So since, um, my first, like I lost my virginity to my high school boyfriend Mm -hmm. and we were together for like three and a half years. Mm -hmm. So I always laugh about this and my friends like they be cracking up. But when I was 14, he was 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'll, I've always dated guys older than me because I can't with people my age or younger. I just can't. So, um, yeah, like so that's when I lost my virginity throughout that time. I want to say I was either around 15 when I actually did. And um I mean, it was my boyfriend for some time, so it wasn't like, I didn't really feel like I was too young to be doing it, but mm-hmm. I did because the pressures of my family and my parents, like, oh, don't have sex, don't have sex. But at that time, I was like, hey, this is my boyfriend, he's met my family, we've been together for so and so amount of you know, years, 
So, you know, he's not going nowhere, and I'm not going nowhere, so mm-hmm. why not? So, um, yeah, that's when I lost my virginity, and I noticed during that time, a tough thing with, like, only having, like, one person that took your virginity is you kind of think they're the only person in the world that you yeah. could ever be with. Right. My and, mom actually always, like, in the beginning, she yeah. always would be like, um, just know... That, like, she will always pretty much say, like, the person that you lose your virginity to as a young person, you have this ideology that they'll be in your life forever. Forever. But, like, you're so young. And it's not until I look back now, but, like, oh, my God, I didn't think I would do life without him. Exactly. I didn't think I would do life without him. It was a point where he cheated. Mm. And I was just like, okay. Like, I was upset, but I knew I wasn't going nowhere. Um, and yeah, but he's still like, we're still cordial on good terms to this day. And he's still cool. And I still look at him as like a a friend. Um, and just because I shared that experience with him, that's dope. But, um, yeah. And also you don't realize, and this is nothing personal against him or has nothing really to do with him, but you don't realize how sex changes after that partner, because I think, Mm -hmm. When you also lose your virginity in one person, like you're like, okay, this is the best I can get, this is the best I can have. But what I do encourage people to do is have more sexual, especially especially safe, but more sexual experiences, so that you you know you kind of have an idea of what you like and what you don't mm-hmm. like. And so um, that's why I don't. Even though I know the Bible says we should wait until marriage, I don't necessarily think. I would do that Mm -hmm. because I don't want to marry somebody who cannot satisfy me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that plays a really huge part in a relationship. Like, for example, me and my boyfriend, we wrote down... Oh, I hope his mom isn't listening. (laughs) Or my mom. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But, um... We wrote down three things that <laughs> Sorry as we week. Sorry. We wrote down three things that we needed in a relationship mm-hmm. and both of us put down like good sex. Mm-hmm. And um he put down like good and consistent sex. Like you know guys, they mm-hmm. want it like almost every day. And so um you know, I learned that about my relationship and I learned that, okay, that's something for him top three. Like mm-hmm. if that's not there, he probably gonna be like, All right, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But um, I think a lot of guys feel that way. But going back to my story, so um, my sexual experiences, like you said, I definitely agree. It's guys that I look at now and I'm like, why did I ever even mm-hmm. like allow him to get in my space? Mm-hmm. Why? You know, but um, there are also, no, I'm not going to say that because I'm in a relationship. But there are also some things that I learned through my other sexual experiences to where now where I'm at, like, I know what I like and I know what I don't like. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say I've, throughout those relationships, another thing that I noticed is that, like, sexually, like, physically having sex and not orally, um, I wasn't having orgasms, like, yes. at Oh, oh my god. At all and I never noticed up until now like how selfish that is. Yeah. Like why the heck was I having these sexual encounters and the dudes weren't pleasing me? Yes. Like in my relationship now I'm asked for the first time, like, did I please you? Like mm-hmm. are you are you like I'm actually considered. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to make sure I'm I'm pleased. Mm-hmm. But before it's just like, okay, well, he like I'm done now. Let's what's up? Moving on, right? Put back on the clothes or whatever the case may be. So, a big thing that I recently learned with sex is that it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Like both of y'all have to be pleasured at the end of the day. Like it's just it's not in, and I want so many women to experience being pleasured because that's not fair. I was doing some research and I learned that um, orgasms are also like forms of healing Mm -hmm. so for example like um i read that i think it was on instagram this man was basically saying or this woman i think she wrote like a tweet and um she was saying how when women cry during sex like it's meaning behind that and like one of the meanings she mentioned was it could be like a trauma that's like an orgasm is bringing up for that woman it could be some type of like her just feeling the orgasm and feeling healed 
just in general. It doesn't she doesn't have to have any type of trauma, but she's just having a sense of healing. Like there is a type of healing that's um done through sexual things. Like I was listening also listening to a podcast where um this woman literally for her job what she does is like she says through studies that men kind of may have like a buildup of um what's it called? A buildup of sperm like just stuck there and that's why a lot of men like men especially have like prostate cancer mm. or they're having problems down there because they literally have a buildup of sperm just like sitting especially if they're not really having sex so like sitting and so one of like her healing therapies for men is literally like masturbating she almost, does it for them she does it for them oh, like no. almost like but it's not like sexual it's more like healing I'm not with but, that. <laughs> but she does it. To Wait, like, let me ask you this. Would you let your boyfriend go no. to her? Yeah. I don't know. Because I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm right. going to look it up. I'm going to research. <laughs> and I'm gonna figure it. But I guess it's for single men mm-hmm. as well. Or men who are really like experiencing problems down there. But yeah, she does what she got to do. And she noticed that a lot. Listen, future hubby, you won't be doing that. Uh-uh. Like, I know, no. And that's tough. It's definitely tough. But yes. I just use that as an, as an example to show like. Some people actually do receive healing through, through sex. sex. Yeah. So there's like three things that you said that I want to like mm-hmm. go back to. Okay. So I got to keep it in my mind. So, okay. The so first thing. Mm-hmm. So we were saying about relationships, right? And just about like your natural, your natural self, like you, you're always in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's like 100% healthy? Like, do you think that there comes a time where like you should be Everybody single? Says, yeah. I don't. Mm. I don't think it's 100% healthy because you never have that time of solitude. Mm -hmm. But for me specifically, it was a point in college because college, I had what, two serious relationships. One was like a year and one was started like my senior year. So I had time of being alone Mm -hmm. and being a little wild and also being like very conservative Mm -hmm. during that time but I needed that Mm -hmm. because like I said I gained experiences that who essentially made me who I am today or Mm -hmm. played a role in sculpting and molding me as a person but um other than that yeah I think I think it's essential like I'll never forget the period of me just being single because I love that feeling of just focusing on myself Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it's definitely needed like take breaks especially when you go through a breakup Take breaks for, like, at least a few months. Like, restore yourself, heal yourself before you jump back into something else. And even before you even have sex with anybody else. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so that's the first thing. thing. So the second thing, I actually want to kind of argue that. So mm-hmm. remember you were saying as far as, like, the Bible, like, you feel like, mm-hmm. you know how you're going to know. And I think that's a lot of people's mindset. Mm-hmm. The way I feel about it is, like, I feel like God wouldn't set me up like that. Yeah. So, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, now, granted, it's, um, like, for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm being honest, I've had a lot of bad sex in my life. Yeah. Like, I've had a lot of bad sex, like, Bad sex because, well, this is, I could be like 21, like bad sex because like I literally had, like I've had orgasms in my life for me giving myself an orgasm, Mm -hmm. but I've had one orgasm in my life from a man Mm -hmm. or like maybe two from Mm -hmm. a man. But like really, truly, like no man has ever actually made me come for real. So it's like, Mm. I've not even had good sex in that area. I feel like the guys I've had sex with are very selfish. Like majority of it was just quick sex. Um, very small penises, as I told you before. <laughs> like, they're so small. Like, they're literally small to the point I get concerned. Like, no, seriously. But for me, I be feeling like this is God's way of telling me I don't need to have sex. Because, like I said, majority of the men that I look back on that I've had sex with, it's just like, Britt, why would you ever? Like, I never mm-hmm. can, like, if I'm, like, let's say me and a good girlfriend, like, for example, me and my roommate, like, we were always friends, but, like, we got closer living with each other and so you know mm. not that i was like holding things back but you just know you know like you have your immediate group of friends that you tell everything to and then like you have like a little bit of friends who are like a little longer 
you know, I don't want to say long lost, but just kind of like they're not in your immediate circle. So you more so tell them things when you actually sit and catch up. Okay. So like for me and my roommate, like, you know, she wasn't always a person I would like go immediately. So I never like held anything back from her. But like because we lived together, you know, we would sit and like unpack a lot of things. And um, like I was like telling her like, girl, like I did it with him, whatever, whatever. And like it was like she would be like bread. And like I would literally even feel embarrassed to yeah. say it. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like none of these men were ever like God sent like I mean, maybe one, like, but other than that, like, I feel like, like, every time I have sex, like, literally, like, there's rarely a time I walk out of sex and I'd be like, God, like, I literally walk out of almost every sexual experience and be like, son, God, all right, God, like, literally, like, I always feel like God's, like, telling me, like, he's doing that on purpose. I don't think he's doing that, but I feel like because I'm doing it, I have the experience that I have. So, for me, I feel like... You know, God is not going to leave me hanging. Like, I feel like if I actually commit myself and obey myself to God and just be like, okay, God, I'm going to be abstinent. I'm going to save myself for the man that you have created for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like God will give me the desires of my heart. Like, I can't see, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see, I don't see God. I don't see myself becoming with a man that is like, like, really? Like, you know, because I feel like they're like God creates people for each other so it's like i feel like he's gonna create a perfect match for me because he's creating me for him so like (laughs) so let me ask you this would you rather yeah let's play would you rather okay would you rather be with a man and wait until marriage but you'll have to teach him how to please you Mm -hmm. or be with a man who already knows how to please you, but y'all have already started having sex before marriage. I would rather be with a man who, like, I'll teach him how to please me. Correct. Yes. Because I feel like, I feel like, I feel like regardless, like, in my opinion, I think sex grows. So, like, I think I could have sex with someone and be like, damn, bitch, that was bomb. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then, like, the more that we have sex, the more it starts becoming like, okay, do this. Don't do this. Like, you That's you true. have to teach him anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, he could come to the, the plate with, like, because just because he... Just because I have to teach him how to please me doesn't mean that he doesn't know how to work his penis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I, <laughs> That's how I see it. Like, you know, because I feel like, like I said, I feel like I'm going to have to teach him how to please me anyway. And also, as a woman, I think you're always going to change. Like, yeah, one thing that I pleases do. me right now won't always please me. Like, I was listening to this podcast. Um, it's called, uh, what is the name of that podcast? Um... Oh, it's called a dead ass podcast. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. It's a really lit podcast. I really like it. And they had this episode, and they had brought a sex therapist on there. And like basically, she was talking about how a man who comes into a, a sexual relationship with a woman, thinking that he already got it down pick, like he know what he's doing, is immature. And, mm-hmm. and he was just saying like you're always, you should always be a student to someone's body because yeah. at the end of the day, like even for them, they're a married couple and they have the podcast together and they were talking about how like at a point in time, like he used to do certain things. He's like, yeah, like I know, like she's going to go crazy. And like now it's like, like he'll do it and like she won't really respond to it. And he'd be like, like what am I doing? But it's like your body is always growing. Your body is always changing. So I feel like regardless, you're going to have to teach them. And I feel mm-hmm. like for me, like, I would just have so much, like, like at this point, I've had sex, you know what I mean? But, like, at the point when I, I was more, like, closer towards my innocence and, like, aversion, like, it felt good to be able to be, like, I'm saving myself for a man. Like, I think I would have loved to come in contact with a man and been like, babe, no one has had this. Like, not, <laughs> not like that, but, like, no, I would have felt so good to, like, literally give myself to my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, be in a space where it's, like, no one has touched me. Mm-hmm. No one has seen this. Like, this is literally all for you. Because, like, the man who's going to be my husband, like, I'm going to honor him. I honor him already. Like, you're my, like, you were created for me. We're one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, to mm-hmm. give him that sacredness of myself that would have been like it's like thinking about it it's like yeah i'm definitely not about to have no more sex but it's like to give him my pure self that i would have loved that Mm. but what you think what about you i'm on the other side (laughs) girl listen listen i hope no guys are listening but if y'all are please don't get offended but if i gotta teach you uh -uh, uh uh-uh no 
Especially, I feel like if it's early on, like like you said, if time gradually goes by where it's like, okay, babe, this is not satisfying me no more. Like, can you switch this up or can you do this different? Then, yeah. But initially, if he just, if he ain't doing it, I'm going to just look at him like, no, no. Because I feel like some things you can't teach. Like, honestly, not to be mean, some guys don't have rhythm. Some guys can't (laughs) dance. And so the rhythm is just off. So yeah. how do you just teach the rhythm? Right. I don't know if you can teach the rhythm because everybody knows in that type of thing, it's a vibe, it's a rhythm. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think that a man that has good sex, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it comes with um, experience? Do you feel like it comes with experience or do you think they they just have a natural buildup? Because you could have sex with a guy and it could be his first time and you might not even know. Mm. Um, I mean, I think it depends on the guy. Right. But I would say maybe more experienced guys are better, yeah. honestly. Because I know myself and I know me. How old am I? It's nine years ago versus me now. Hey. Hey. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Say. No, for real. Because I know, like, you know, I just, like I said, I learned through yeah. experience. And I just learned what I like. And I honestly, like, I learned what guys ultimately like. Because most of the time, like, it's like a standard, not a standard, but mm-hmm. it's a basis of what they like. But think about it like this, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to change your mind. Like, you feel you feel. But yeah. think about it like this. Like, okay, let's just say I was still with me, my man, right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And, like, we would sit, uh, be together. Because I think, like, I was thinking about it the other day. I think I actually, like, want to be with my boyfriend for at least, like, five to yeah. seven years. Before marriage. Before marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds like a long time, but... Like, when you think of marriage, you're thinking the rest of your life. It's not like, okay, we're about to be together for the next 10 years. Because once we end this, baby, we ain't going nowhere, okay? So, my thing is this. All right, how old am I? I'm 23. So, oh, this is bad. (laughs) At this point, (laughs) I've been having sex for 10 years. Yeah. Not like, you know. Like, I haven't had sex in 10 years. But I've been, well, really, I've really been having sex for six years since I took four years, almost five years off. So, I've been having sex for the last six years of my life. Or total. Whatever. So, with that being said, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say. Like, so would you rather put in two years of good, like, like really developing and building a good sex? Like, there are two years that it might take to really build up a good sex. Like, which I don't even feel like it'll take that long. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a good, like, a good six months of consistent sex and openness and vulnerability you can it could be like that like i don't know like it's no really time on it but that small time that it takes a person to build you won't compare to the rest of your life you're gonna if you were to get married right now you're 23 you would ideally be with that person for like another 80 years because i'm you know i'm claiming you're gonna do 100 sissy that's right (laughs) but i'm like that's the goal right like 80 years another 80 Mm. years that won't compare to six months of teaching him how to please you or a year of teaching him how to please you True. Like almost want to invest into somebody. Yeah, that's very true. But here's another thought that came to my mind. When we were talking about this. I feel like a guy. Okay, all right. So this is something I'm gonna say. I would want. This may sound bad, but I would rather prefer a guy who's had sexual experiences compared to a guy who hasn't who hasn't at all had sex yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say that because I feel like sexually. Men can mature, and same for myself, can mature through their experiences. And also, like, who's to say that somebody who, a man who had you for the first time, won't want to try somebody else while y'all are together? You know what I Mm. mean? Just because he lacked that experience, which I think every, not, not saying everybody should wild out, but I think people should dip and see what they like and what they don't like. Yeah. Um, and so I could see somebody who hasn't done anything having more like of a something inside them that's like dang i need to get this in i need to wild out a little bit Mm -hmm. i never got to wild out ever and so it's like almost like a void in them where they like look kind of have like a what's it called a wandering eye right while they're with you so did i answer your question though well i forgot what i asked (laughs) (laughs) but to answer your question um, oh yeah you did yeah i'm not like i wouldn't discriminate against guys who like, I, I don't know how to word it, but 
I don't know. Like, I know myself and I know how much, like, sex plays a role in my relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with having it before marriage only because, like you said, that could be somebody I'm with for the next 80 years of my life. And then what if I can't really teach this man how to do it? Because I'm not a man. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't even know how that feels when you're inside, when you're of, inside of me. So, like... How do I know exactly how to teach you? Right. So, so yeah, that's a really big thing for me because I don't know. Like, I just want to make sure that we're both <laughs> pleased. All right, so two questions. You know? So, all right. The first, I'm going to ask the first one because I know the second one is going to go deeper. Mm-hmm. So, the first one, do you trust God to give you a man who could please you? Yes. Do I trust myself not to be all hype and all over him <laughs> after five years and want to be like, what that thing do? Yeah. No. Right. I don't. So. Honestly. Right. No, I feel that. Because, like, my thing is, and, like, I'm saying, like, this is my mindset. This ain't necessarily how I act on it, though. Because, <laughs> you know, you think one thing in your mom is like, this is where my heart is at. Yeah. This is where I want. But I feel like also, what about... Okay, like, at this point, clearly, I'm not going into a relationship as a virgin. So, how would you feel about, okay, like, you have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, you've decided, okay, he can please me. I love the way he pleases me. Like, I would be cool with this for the rest of my life. But from from now until we make that covenant, we're going to be abstinent. Would you be cool with that? From here on out? hmm Because the thing long? that I was thinking was, when you were saying, like, um... Just as far as like a man being a virgin, he's gonna want to explore out. I feel like it's kind of the same thing with a man who has experienced other sex, because it's just like, dang, I could go for that right now, or dang, or eventually, like, if this is all you know, you don't know no better. You know, you don't know what it could even be like. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. it definitely can spark a curiosity, but on a, on the other end, it's just like, you know, like something new will be will be nice and fresh too. So I feel like on both ends. It really just depends on the man and his discipline. And hypothetically, right, and I feel like I want to be with a man. Like, And I think, like, my mindset, the way that I'm speaking right now is, like, like I said, I'm not perfect and I'm still, you know, well, child, at this point, I'm trying my best to be absent, but I still have, you know, done what I've done. But I'm trying to think of things long-term and think of things as, like, a God-given covenant and, like, a a marriage and a union, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it... When I'm thinking of marriage and thinking of that things, I have to think bigger than my 23-year-old mind. Mm. Like, that's, you know, the way that I'm thinking about it, too. So, like, then it makes me ask you, like, okay, like, would you be willing to do a threesome with your husband? Heck no. <laughs> I thought you were to say heck well, yeah. Not right now. No. Yeah, in my mindset that I'm in right now, no. Um... Ooh, that escalated. <laughs> Quickly. No, not in my mindset. I mean, I sometimes I'm like, I want to, like, you know, being married for 15, 20 years. Yeah. Like, if that's something that will be, like, we in Jamaica or we in an island and let's just... But the more I think about it and the more I get into it, I'm like, no. Mm. Because, no. Because I don't know if I could just sit there and watch that. Because ultimately, you have to... You have to watch him please another woman. And then what if she likes it? What if he like? No, I couldn't watch it. It's like almost being cheated on and accepting it right in front of your face. <laughs> yeah. And no, because honestly, with a woman, I don't see much of what I could do. Or what she could do to please me. That would but make you know me want to bring like, in. Woman, like, I'm not saying that this is the case, but mm-hmm. you know, like some people say like, you know, like having sex with a woman, like they're a woman, so they know what a woman likes. No, I'm good. You good? Hey, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Only because no, and I feel like that will really do something to the relationship mm-hmm. if you bring somebody in. It brings like outside. It just brings somebody else in y'all's covenant and mm-hmm. y'all's like relationship, and that's not something I would even want to deal with, mm-hmm. or something I would a stress that I even feel like dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it because. I feel like when couples do that, it's mostly because they either get into that type of thing and mm-hmm. they probably like open marriages mm-hmm. or relationships, or it's because they feel like they need to spice it up because the sex mm-hmm. isn't all the way there. Right. And so I don't feel like I would have to ever need to spice it up in right. relationships. And if you do feel like we got to spice it up, either communicate like that and like you said, make some we can make right. some changes. Or maybe we're just not meant to be. Maybe we're not sexually compatible, mm. which is a thing. Yeah, that that's is a true big too. Thing. So I think you, before that, you were about to ask, would I trust God to like bring me the right man? Yeah, do all that. 
I would. And I feel like God has done that for me several times because mm. even with the relationships I was in that didn't work out, um, I've learned so much through them and I learned so much about myself. But um, at the same time, if it came to marriage and having to wait until marriage, would I trust God in that? That's a tough question. If I could tell that it was a divine sent relationship that really came in to really like be... 100% of God and we were about to change the world together and mm-hmm. you know like if if I if I knew it in my heart and I felt it in my heart then yeah I could wait like with my relationship now if if we were challenged to be abstinent with with one another until marriage then yeah I would do that and we talk about marriage so we know like the time frame when we of when we want to get married so I could do that because I already love him and like that's not something that right I feel like when you love somebody enough and when you love somebody a lot, um, like sex is cool, sex is good, it's important, but you wouldn't let it break y'all up. Like you're not gonna let it break the foundation if you know y'all really love each other at the end of the day. So yeah, I would. Because mm. yeah. wow. abs- abstaining from it allows you to be more pure, if we're yeah. honest, because you're like you said, you just focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. And you don't have what sex is also is an exchange of energies. My boyfriend could come home stressed out from work and stressed out and just pissed off. And then we have sex. And now I feel his energy of being Mm -hmm. stressed out and pissed off. And, you know, we just both over here mad. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that's another important thing we got to talk about is the exchange of energy Mm -hmm. that happens once we do have these sexual encounters. So I think it is important to maybe sometimes take a break with your partner and say, mm-hmm. look, for this week, we're going to fast from sex. We're fasting yeah. from foods. We're fasting from junk. We're fasting from media. And we're going to take this time to purify ourselves. And then once we're good, we can jump back into it. But let's just purify our energy and our mm-hmm. bodies, our minds and our souls. Yeah. So that's um, important. Yeah, that's important. Like, I think that's important whether, like, if you are in a relationship and you're sexually active with your boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, in marriage in general. Because, like you said, like, sex is a a really big exchange of energy. And, like, you know, at the end of the day, especially, you know, for I'm not sure if any married couples are listening to this, but if you're not, until you're married, you're still an individual. You get what I mean? So it's just, like, you, you just don't know, like you said, like, what a person could come in contact with too and then now that becomes your issue and it's just a lot and like I feel like you know when thinking long term as far as sex goes like to think that that's something I have to do for the rest of my life oh my god Jesus oh my god that is like scary like I hope you know I mean I pray that I will Mm -hmm. like when I get to that space but like I know that not in all cases but I know in a lot of cases men's at times sex drive can be higher than yours so the thought of like trying to keep up and like jesus oh my god is your concern more so like dang i have to please him almost every day because guys honestly realistically speaking like i said with the build up of build up of semen sometimes they really have a build up and they need to release that Mm -hmm. so or they start to like really like feel attention Mm -hmm. or sometimes even pain so like when you say that, do you mean, like, you wouldn't have to keep having to please him all the time or, like, almost every day or, like, dang, I have to do it with this person for the next 80 years of my life and only this person? No, I think my, like, concern would just more so be, like, the thought of keeping the sex new. Like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, yeah. I feel like at this point I've only had a sex a limited amount of sexual experiences. Like, I have not gotten anywhere to, like, my ultimate best of sex. Like, personally, I don't feel like I've ever been with a man that's brought that out of me. And that, and that's fine because, you know, none of the guys that, like, none of the guys that I have had sexual experience with are even worth that side of me, you know? But I feel like I haven't even got... So, I know that there are so many sexual heights that I have to, to get to, but the idea of, like, you know, like, shout out to women who are wives that keep up with their man. You know what just came to mind? What? And something that's always been, I guess this is weird, but going back to what we said about waiting on marriage, this is really personal, but is it weird that I kind of told myself I wouldn't give my very best until I am married? That's good, I think. Like, I know what I can do. Yeah. And I I know for a fact, but I want to wait 
until I am married. That's good. Like, I'm like, okay, once we get married, you're going to experience, like, a whole nother different type of side. Yeah, that's good. that's good. Yes, I think that's great. Because I feel like, like, ultimately, I think in everything in life, like, whether it be sex, mm-hmm. whether it be um, relationships, whether it be money, whether it be your success, like, whatever it is, <clears throat> I think in everything in life, you have to pace yourself. Yeah, I don't think it's good to give everything, everything. at once, you yeah. know, because... Things get old. Things like, you know, even I feel like with the podcast, we talk about like pacing ourselves with our content, not posting everything at once. You get what I'm saying? Because you always want to have something to look forward to. You want you want it to get better. By the time you start having sex with your husband, you want it to be like, oh, shoot, babe, this is a whole different, you know, side of you. Or, you know, like you want it to your partner to feel the difference between being someone I'm talking to, to being my boyfriend, from being my boyfriend, to being my fiance, from being my fiance, to being my husband. Like you want to feel those different transitions. So I Mm. think that's actually bomb. I never heard nobody say that. I know that's not weird. Yeah. So how, and like, if you are okay with sharing, like, how do you feel like you can, like, what do you feel like you hold back? For example, I'll give an example. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, a lot of my friends, they be like, girl, get this lingerie, be waiting for him at home with the heels on, you know, and your lingerie. I'm like, when he's my husband. Mm. Yeah, I'm not doing all that right now because you're not my husband yet. Yeah. So that just goes into an example of like certain things that I'm like, because I know I'm I'm good. So it's like certain things I know I can do and still please my man. But um. That's just an example of me saying, like, no, I'm not doing all that until we're married. Like, it's a lot that girls go through. And I'm just like, ooh, that is not... Because you ultimately, I want my husband to say and know and feel that he's had something or a side of me that boyfriends haven't had. Mm. And it's nothing against, like, my boyfriend now or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But, you know, I want my husband to be like, oh, look, you ain't never did this for no... Oh, okay, you ain't never Mm -hmm. did this... I just want to have a certain amount of sacredness to him. Right. To where, like, even though I know in my relationship right now, we're committed and we plan to get married. Like, when that happens, when yeah. that time comes, I just want him to know. You weren't experiencing, experiencing this before, but now you are. Yeah. So, I think that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So, like, if he was to, like, ask you, like, you know. To would, do that? Yeah. Would you just be like, would you say, no, we have to be married first? Or would you just, like, how would you decline it? Yeah, I would say that's something, like, I want to wait for until marriage. Mm. Yeah, like, I'm like, when we're married, honestly, to be completely honest, I'd be like, yeah, when you put a ring on my finger, Ooh. I know that's me, right? No. <laughs> I'll say it exactly like that. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, when I got a ring on my finger. Right. And so, that's just how I say it. It's right. kind of mean rather than being gentle and being like, mm-hmm. you know, babe, maybe we should wait until marriage. I'll just be like, yeah, when I got a ring, mm-hmm. he'll be asking for certain, certain stuff. I'll be like, yeah, when I have a ring. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that kind of sounds a little mean. No, but I feel but like I, it's Some things are white yeah. privileges. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that unless I'm your wife. Like, right. even things around the house or just, you know, just regular things. I can be like, I'm, when I'm your wife. Yeah. But until then, no. And I think that's good. Like, yeah. I think that's good because you don't want to burn. Yeah. Or we don't want to burn ourselves out, you know, as, as women. Like, we want to get to that point in our marriage where we're yeah. like, yes. Like, you know, and you want your man to feel it. I feel like he'll appreciate it. So how do you feel about, like, you know, on Instagram or Twitter, whatever, or social media, you'll see, um, you know, like, Valentine's Day will come and, like, some men, I think it's, like, every woman's dream, but, like, you'll see, like, the people's boyfriends and they like, have the bed, like, flooded with the oh. roses and the yes. candles and, like, the whole situation. Like, do you feel like that's something you're willing to do with your boyfriend? Yeah. My boyfriend actually did that to me. He he did that our first Valentine's Day together. Mm. And girl, I was crying like a Aww. little baby. But he, um, like, oh my gosh, I kind of want to tell the story. Um, we went out to eat. And after we went out to eat, um, we were driving back home. And I forget what he said. He's like, oh, I think he said, like, I forgot something in the house. That's what he said. He's like, I forgot something in the house. Like, we're going to go out again after this. But I just need to stop home to get something really quick. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And so he goes in the house to go get it, quote unquote. And so I'm on my phone, like uploading my picture to Instagram, captioning it, listening to music to find the caption, all that. So he bought a little time, which that's crazy how that happened. That was God. So I'm in there for like 20 minutes distracted anyway, not realizing how much time is going by. So but you're in the, the car? car? Yeah, in the car. Mm-hmm. 
So then I'm in the car like, all right, now, it's been like 20, 25 minutes. Now he's just ready to get on my nerves, right? So um, I was texting him. I was like, come on, like, why are you taking so long? And then I was like, forget this. No one enjoy Jolene because she'd be so hard-headed. I just got out the car, turned the car off, and then I walked um, to the room. And I think I texted him, like, I'm just about to come in and, like, whatever. And so um, he met me at the door. And he had music playing. He had rose petals everywhere. He had um, like a heart on the bed. He had a little sipping paint set up. So he had oh drinks God. and like two canvas canvases and paint and all that. And then he had like three gifts for me. And girl, I think he wrote me a letter too. Oh my God. Yes, so I was just crying because I wasn't expecting it, yeah. and so it just it really did make me feel really special. Nobody ever did that for me mm-hmm. ever, and so um, yeah, I, I think that's cool. But I think if you make it like intimate, if you're doing all this stuff and it's just for the gram, and like you got to show us every year the same like that type of thing, mm-hmm. then no. But what he did, he 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 thought it out very well, mm-hmm. and like this year I did this kind of the same thing for him and he was also very surprised and wasn't expecting mm-hmm. it but um yeah I mean I think it's cool but I think that's not the only time you should celebrate your partner mm-hmm. like you should always be doing something for them so I mean hey I think honestly this Valentine's Day it's starting to get too like commercial mm-hmm. and I'm not really with that I don't really feel that so I think next year I'll probably either have just us two like go on a little trip like something personal like even if we go on a road trip mm-hmm. and like disconnect from the rest of the world and mm-hmm. all that propaganda or we'll probably chill in the house because mm-hmm. yeah i just feel like we should love each other every day and yeah. so no and people put up shows and i don't know it's just it's it's too much nowadays mm-hmm. i feel yeah. that yeah but yeah child this whole sex thing is um it's i think sex. it's like it's a it's a big thing. It's like I feel like it's a heavy topic, and I think it's definitely something that you know I encourage like everyone to talk with your girlfriends about, yes. or you know if you guys are listening. Um, and you know at the end of the day, like these are our opinions, so do it floats your boat, sis. Like yes, you know so do it floats your boat. Whatever your sexual experience is, mm-hmm. just like own it. And um, you know I think a big thing for me is like. We are like, I don't want to say we're sexual beings, but like you said, sex sex is a natural part of life. Mm-hmm. And like God has allowed us to have sex. Mm-hmm. Like God created sex, um, mainly for us to reproduce, mm-hmm. but also, you know, for a lot of other reasons to, to, um, to release tension or like I said, to heal or whatever the case may be. But, um, <clears throat> I just want everybody to also keep in mind like how sacred your body is Mm -hmm. and how sacred sex is because one thing I do want to teach my future children is like your body really is a temple. It Mm -hmm. really is sacred. Like me and you have these experiences where we were with people who we weren't proud of and who didn't Mm -hmm. deserve us. So one thing that I do want to instill in my children is just knowing that don't allow any and everybody to be in your space and to have that type of access to you at the end of the day because we know right from wrong like when we meet a person we know if they have the best intentions Mm -hmm. um in their heart or if they just want something quick and they're gonna you know like we know that and we feel their energy so just be careful because a lot of these men are carrying several, several, several energies within them mm-hmm. that they haven't taken the time to heal or to, right. like, sage. <laughs> I'm weak. Yeah. So, like, you know, so just be careful with that because ultimately with sex, you do transfer energy. Right. Depending on the amount of partners they had, they may transfer that energy into you. Right. So. And I think, too, a lot of times we talk about, like, men transferring energy to us. We yeah. can transfer the same thing to same. men. Likewise. So yeah. I think that, you know, like Joy said, just... You know, honoring your body as a temple, as like a sacred place, you know, yeah. and just like being selective about who you allow to penetrate your womb ultimately. Yeah. And I think that um, the hardest part is like not making in the moment decisions. Like, yeah. I know in a moment you might be a little lit, like uh-uh, who I'm going home with, like, and it's cool in the moment, but it's the worst feeling when you look back and be like, dang, yeah. I should never did it. Or dang, it wasn't worth it, you know? So just like honoring your body, being safe. Um, you know, we're 
growing as young women we're getting older and sexual transmitted infections are all over the place and unfortunately some of them you can't get rid of so Mm -hmm. just make sure that you you know take the time to protect yourself Mm -hmm. also one thing that i'm really learning too is like motherhood and parenting is a really big thing so you know i think sometimes we have a lot of loose sex just you know allowing men to come in us or not using condoms not being on birth control you know all of those different things so just you know don't when it comes to sex, try not to like be in the moment, enjoy your experience, but don't forget to think long term as well. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it, you know, we're doing a getting a quick fix, and then we now bring a life into the world, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other situation. So mm-hmm. know that like sex is a really really powerful thing, mm-hmm. and it's more than just a fifteen minute lay on your back, twenty minutes lay on your back, thirty minutes. However, your partner can last is more than that. So um, honor your body, take care of yourself, be safe, mm-hmm. um, and love yourself through it all. Honor yes. your mistakes. You're yes. not your mistakes, whatever. If you have had any mistakes, um, and have fun, sis. Live your life. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, y'all I can agree. follow us at official back to her. And that, too, is the number two. Make sure that you like our post, repost, share with your friends, share to your loved ones, whoever you feel like you need to hear this, and normalize the conversation in your inner circles. You can follow me at According to Brit, and that Brit is with three T's, period. <laughs> yes, and um, as far as our posts go, just a reminder we post every Sunday. Um, like Brit said, share it with your friends. Um, also, <clears throat> if you guys have the financial means to do so and you want to give us a donation, we do have a cash app, which is money sign official back to her. And the two is the number two. Um, and also if you would like to donate 99 cents a month, as little as 99 cents a month, hit us up in our DMs. Um, and we can send you a link to do that. And we would very much so appreciate it. But other than that, my Instagram is at Joy Jolene, and that's J-O-Y-J-O-E-L-E-N-E. And before we go, just a reminder, too, we're also taking sponsorships. So if you would like us to promote your brand, Mm -hmm. whether it be a clothing line or a product you would like us to promote for you in our podcast, we are open to that as well. And um, for that, you can hit us up on our Instagram or email us at backtoherpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So peace, love, and good sex. See ya. Bye. <laughs>